Welcome to the Advanced Selling Podcast. I'm Brian Neal. Hi, Brian. I'm Bill Caskey. And it is still colder than monkeys, you know what, here. We're in Indianapolis, Indiana, and we've had the worst winter ever. It's right? the worst ever. It's the worst ever. It's and and now, record. now it used to be we get two to five inches of snow. Now it's been reduced to we're going to get a quarter of an inch it of is, ice. It is. I mean, it's down yeah. to where ice is measured in inches. So I know there's a lot of weird weather going on around the <laughs> yeah, world. That's a different podcast. Um, but we're here to talk about sales today, right? So if we, we sound a little grumpy, that's why. Because we've been holed up in our houses since we've got, November. We've got that sad disease. We that do. Seasonal affective uh, disorder. disorder. Seasonal yeah. affective disorder. We have that. We need, uh, if someone would send us some sun lamps that we could put here in the studio to cheer us up. We would love that. That would be fantastic. Um, Okay. Okay. First first things first. Uh, You know, um, have you ever made, I mean, I don't know if in our work together we've ever made a co-presentation. I think when we speak, you might speak for a bit and then you'll turn over to me and and vice versa. Yeah. I don't know that uh, you've ever, we've ever done a co-presentation, but you've seen them. You've seen them. Oh, sure. Of course. Sometimes there's all sorts of things that can happen. There's people stepping over each other. But I had a situation last week. I went to this, uh, this little meditation orientation thing. Okay. Because I'm interested in yoga and meditation. I'm really interested in how your mind can be better. And so uh, my wife said, hey, there's this meditation. Meditation uh, program down at uh, down in Broderpool, in fact, down at the bank that we you and I hang out at. Oh yeah, sure. And try to rob. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I went in. We got there at noon, and there was a, an Indian man. Yes, of course. And his uh, Asian wife. I don't know. We didn't know if she was Korean, uh, Asian, okay. or Chinese, or J- Japanese, yeah. or whatever. But she was. And they were very nice. And we came in and we talked for a minute. And and so um, he, the guy starts by saying, "I won't do my Indian accent." But he starts <laughs> by saying, "Okay, thank you for coming, and uh, I just want to tell right. you a little bit about what we're going to do today." Yeah. He says, first off, I need to tell you, my <laughs> wife and I have been married for for four years, and and." bellowing out of his wife's mouth is five, five, five years. Been married five years. Prim. Prim. And I'm like, and and she kept going like five. It was uh, 2009, not 2010. And I'm like, is this the way this So I started finding myself hating my meditation teacher, which is probably not a good, it's probably a sign I need meditation really bad. That's kind of a nice little lead into a sitcom scene where all of a sudden they get into this huge fight and screaming at each other. Yeah. It's okay. Let's go back to our meditation. So did you meditate afterwards? Uh, We tried. But she, her her style of, of guided meditation is she never shut up. <laughs> and Close your eyes. I, yeah. She, you. You. Blue shirt in the corner. Five. And oh, then, Brent, so close funny. your eyes. Anyway. But they didn't. The, uh, but the co-presentation thing, obviously, they hadn't worked that out before. No, I, I, I promise, yeah, that if uh, you're ever on stage and I'm in the back and you uh, miss something by a year, I'll let you hang for it. It's okay. I won't hop in. Yeah, I don't think Not you're a, a detail guy. We've like been doing that. the uh, podcast for six years. Seven. <laughs> it's been seven. We started in 04. Oh, that's wow. funny. That's very good. Meditation. Uh, there's a saying, we teach best what we most need to learn. And maybe that's oh, what she's yeah, doing, maybe. right? We teach best what maybe. we most need to learn. I think it's by my man Richard Bach. Okay, Author yeah. Author Richard Bach. Yeah, yeah, John yeah, sure, I, I think that's him. in the book Illusions. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, it was funny. Okay. Yep. Mailbag time. Yeah. We're going to the LinkedIn group. We're, or we're close to 2,000. We're, we're, we're very, we we're have, really by this time, we have to Damn. be very close. Got to be there. So if you haven't joined the LinkedIn group, by all means, do so. Really is a good, good group. Things there. Really is good. There's a lot of good, uh, just a lot of good content that uh, goes back and forth to people. Absolutely. People ask really good questions and they get really good answers. Yep. And I'm, uh, uh, before I forget to, I'm heading over to England again, our LinkedIn people. If you're not, not uh, aware yet, I'll be there March the 12th. We'll have another LinkedIn Advanced Link Podcast meetup at the Hotel Sofitel London Heathrow. On March the 12th, 6 p.m. London time, 
I'll be the guy sitting at the bar looking like he doesn't know anybody. That'd be me. That'd be you. Looking be American. Me. All right, looking very, very American with my white tennis shoes and, and white your, And your hipster scarf. And my hipster <laughs> scarf. Yes, I will, that will be me for sure. Okay, Mailbag. we're doing mailbags. Yeah. Yep, we got uh, some things we stole right from the LinkedIn group, mm-hmm. some questions that were asked there. A couple we had chimed in on, maybe one or two that we haven't. We're going to go through a couple of these and see where these take us. So yeah. you want to start off with our... Well, I think with the first one we're going to talk about is the uh, someone had a question about the best practices of an introductory call. Yes. And uh, we're presuming this is a phone call. Um, you know, there's been a lot of discussion there about how the use of email, the role email can play in introductory calls. And I would encourage you to get the book, email it. Yes. It's at email at sellersguide.com and I think some of the folks on LinkedIn referenced that but there's tons of great introductory emails there pre-written for you pre-written all you gotta yeah. do is cup, cup and, copy and paste cut them and, paste. and then uh you maybe wordsmith a little bit. Yeah, but best practice of introductory call. Uh, I don't know. I think part part of the best practice to me is getting your head screwed on straight about what you mm. expect or what you don't expect. I think the the expectation is zero on those calls. Yep. If it's if it's someone you don't know and they don't know you and they're not expecting your call, your expectation is absolutely nothing. Yep. It's zero. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. In um, this question, we we didn't say we could use the name, but their name's public in the LinkedIn group. I wonder if they care. We'll just refer to this gentleman as EG, EG, E period, G period, just in case, you know, he might get in trouble for listening. Who knows? Um, Yeah, this is a tough one these days, I think, because people, um, we talk so much about content marketing and producing uh, strategies that draw people in. And if you listen to our last podcast, we talked about this hustle thing. We say we still have to go out. And so the question is, when I'm out, what can I say or do that helps me allow uh, help someone be open to meeting with me it's really hard to do the mentality part is key if you read uh, bill's book same game new rules i believe it's on page 94 or 96 one of the two the uh this this marketing pyramid that takes people from unaware to aware to comprehension to conviction to action and if you look at this triangle so mentally you need to understand where you are and even in the question that eg asked us you know he talks about um uh uh, the, I've, I've been tasked with taking the best company you've never heard of and making them be heard of. Yeah. That's what he's after. Yeah. And so just do that. So in, in other words, don't try to go in looking for a deal or anything. Or an appointment. Yeah. All you're doing is building awareness. And sometimes that approach will help people be more open to you to simply say, we're in the mode at this point. I like that. I use that language a lot and teach it to people what we're in the mode of. We're in the mode at this point of literally reaching out. And you can say exactly what you said there in your in your question, EG, is uh, we know we've done this a long time. We Not a, people, a lot of not a lot of people know mm-hmm. us, and all we're trying to do is allow people to know us. Mm-hmm. And that's really all it takes. Um, you know, some people will like, can always go, well, send me something or they'll get it on the, on the internet. There needs to be some value in meeting with you, and that's something you need to kind yeah. of tune into. Yeah. Too, so. But I think you're right. I think with introductory calls, we have a tendency sometimes to vault over the, the, the uh, like you said, the pillars there, to vault right from unaware to action. Yeah, totally. And that's just not the way people, human beings make decisions uh, unless they have gone through the process in their own mind. But if you're, if they're not expecting your call, they haven't. So yes, maybe even it's a call to say, you don't know me. Let me tell you who I am. And this is not a sales call. I just wanted to introduce myself and I've got a little packet I'd like to send you. And if you see anything in the packet that makes sense, then let's talk. I mean, it could be something really simple like that. Yeah, absolutely. You can also talk about grounding yourself in your own philosophy. So when, when you meet someone, it's say, look, I'm in the mode of um, doing a couple things. Number one, just making people aware of what I do now in my company and what we do. Also, though, I'm also always open to making connections. I believe wholeheartedly in the the idea that all boats in the harbor can rise up.
up together. And so if there are things that you talk about or say to me in the course of our conversation that I think I can be helpful with, whether or not they relate to what I do for a living, I'm going to certainly try to work hard to either make a connection yeah. for you, an introduction if I can. Yeah. So you, you ground yourself in a philosophy and you have to be that way. You can't just say that you have to be that. Uh, again, I think your odds go up that, that it's less threatening to meet with you. Yeah, they don't think they're going to get a sales yeah. pitch, something like that. All right. Anything else on uh, introductory calls? No, it's a tough one. Um, yeah. yeah, I like the idea, but the email at book's probably the best advice you gave there because I think that that's we have some really good emails, and I say good from the standpoint of good that they'll get a response. Yeah, um, they're they're very um, they just have some good stats behind them as far as getting people meetings, and so just dig in there, you'll see there. Yeah, it's good. Uh, second one was uh, newbies. Was mm-hmm. it for newbies? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm assuming that means newbie as in sales, haven't been advice, in sales for a yeah. while. Advice yeah. for we, newbies in sales? We've done some podcasts uh, on that in the past. So you might go to advancedsellingpodcast.com and search on that term or search on new in sales. And uh, I think we've done some podcasts. But uh, what, what's a tip that you would have right off the bat of uh, – something you would give to a new salesperson. Yeah, there's so many things you want to tell someone that's new. So the first thing is you have to be patient with yourself. Be patient. There's so much pressure in sales and when you when you show up, it's not like you're uh, you know, you're being uh, well, see, we have so many international listeners. I can't really use a football analogy, can I? American football? Can I use that? Not I don't really. Know. What's I the, don't know. What's well, the lesson? Uh, oftentimes they'll bring in a quarterback. So in American football, that's kind of like the main guy who kind of runs the offense when your team has the ball. And they'll bring them in as a, as a rookie right out of college. And they'll say, you know, we're going to give you two, three, four years to figure oh, everything yeah. out. Get used yeah. to NFL before you're a starter. So baked into the cake, they know they're going to grow into it. When you're in sales, it's not like we're going to, well, you know, we're going to, you can just work the territory for three or four years before you really have to do anything. The expectation is the same, I think, oftentimes for the newbie as it is for the veteran in the territory. Basically, the territory has an expectation. Yeah. Um, there's a little, you know, a little room to, to, to run, but it's not very much. And so be sure that you have some patience around that pressure in your own mind. You don't beat yourself up too much. That's one little inner game tip. So I think one of the next books I'd like to write is yeah. Don't Make Another Sales Call Until... Book dot, alert. Dot, Book dot. alert. I love it. Don't make another sales call. And I think this goes for if you're in a slump, if you are new in sales, if, th- if love it. maybe if you're just things aren't going right, well, I guess that would be a slump, is <laughs> don't make another sales call until A, you're crystal clear on the message that you have crafted. That's beautiful. Uh, and, and don't go out, because if you go out and just start winging it with message, winging it with message, yes. and people start to say no, you're going to get discouraged. Yep. And then you're going to try harder. They're going to make more calls. And all it had nothing to do with how many calls you made. It had to do with how you conveyed the value that you bring. Yep. So that's number one, get, get clear on that. Number two is get clear on your personal story. Mm. Because when you're starting out, let's say, you're, let's say you're 30 or less, it's not like you have a bunch of white, gray and white hair like I do, where I walk into a room and people say, well, you might, you might look kind of odd, but at least just he has enough, yeah, not enough knowledge there. Say, yeah. But I think you have to work on your own story. And your story, uh, I was telling you, I gave a talk at a university here close by, and it was to a group of uh, ju- sophomores, juniors, and seniors. And it was for a January, it was a January term thing called career pathing. And it was it was for these kids, who students, who wanted to learn, what do I need to be doing now to get ready for my career? Right. 
And one of the things I said is I, I said, you need to develop and work on your story so that when you sit down with a prospective uh, employer and they say, well, Brian, tell me about you. You don't just say, well, I graduated from Indiana University. I'm 23 yeah. years old and I was a Sigma Chi. And beta yeah. Th- yeah. You say, well, the, the best way I can describe me is to tell you a very quick story when I was 12 years old. Yep. And you tell that story. And I said, every one of you in here has a story. And I said, I reached the lady there. I said, what do you major in? And she goes, music. And I said, uh, why music? She goes, because I, when I was three years old, right. I gave a concert to my parents. Did I tell you this? <laughs> no. Did I, tell you story? I gave a concert to my parents and uh, they clapped and I knew that that's what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Right. And she was three or four years old and that's I said, beautiful. I can remember, you know, I don't remember earlier than 16. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we all have a story and I think, so you get your message right, message that's meaning great. what's the company, you get your story right and there are some other things too but, you know, I think we rush people out in the field too quickly we before we say, let's make sure you're ready we because do. it is tough in the field for a young person. It for really a is. For, that's that's great advice for sales managers too to hear. We do that. We're guilty, aren't we? We're guilty of pushing someone out to the wolves way too quickly. They'll learn it. Yeah, they'll, they'll figure learn. it out. Well, that's how I did it. Yeah, that's how I did it. No one told me. They gave me a phone book and a phone. And said, "Here, knock yourself out, pal. <laughs> Smoke up, Johnny." Right? That's bad. Yeah. Um, that's really good. Uh, here's a newbie tip that's hard for people. And I just had this happen this morning in a training class, so I think it's kind of fresh in my mind. I know you've had this experience a bazillion times over the years, Bill. You don't be afraid to practice. Don't be afraid to practice. So many new people are so fearful of being seen as inadequate or looking stupid or sounding stupid or saying something wrong that they're gonna get in trouble, that they're not okay practicing. And there is no better tool than the recorder, which all of us have these days on, on our digital phone. phones, yeah, that's right. to record what you sound like when you talk to another human being about what you do for a living in your sales role. And so record everything that Bill just talked about. Record your story, yeah. listen to it back. Record how you start a meeting, listen to it back. Record how your questions sound, listen to it back. But grab a friend or a peer or a boss or someone, a veteran, and practice a sales call with them. There's nothing that drives me more crazy than in our training environment when we do our work with clients and they do something and then they say, you know, it's a little different in here. I don't <laughs> yeah, do it I, this I way it this in a way, real yeah. setting, you know, yeah. and it just, I think, you know, does Tiger Woods or Michael Peyton Jordan, Manning say, yeah, say, Peyton, uh, you know, no. when in practice, yeah, Russell you know what, Wilson. this is just, when I'm in the game, I'll actually throw it to him. You know, this is just practice. Yeah. So I'm going to throw it behind him or throw it in the ground. <laughs> but in the game, I'll actually throw it right to him. Don't worry. So anyway, um, don't be afraid to practice. If you're young and new in this thing, the, the, the digital recorder is your best yeah. friend if you want to get good in this game. Yeah, that's true. And think about how, I mean, being uh, in the profession you're in, the part-time profession of football officiating, think yeah. about how much practice, I mean, you, you do a lot of practice. Even as, as a referee, you watch films, you yes. study the game. Incessantly. Yeah, and think about the players that you officiate. They're, they're, they probably Constant. practice 20 hours for every one hour they play. And yet in sales, we don't do that. No, nope. We just wing it. We just go out there and say, throw we me do. the ball, let's go. Let's yep. just play. Yep. Got to learn to practice. Yeah. Okay. The third one uh, yep. that got a lot of uh, response here over the past couple of weeks is this whole protocol for LinkedIn invitations, both on the front end when mm. you're inviting someone and on the on the acceptance end. Interesting. Um, I, I I don't know if I, I the the only comment I would have there is, 
and, and I saw a couple of the people actually posted that, but if you're going to take the time to reach out to someone and it, it's worthy of you hitting send and asking them to be a part of your tribe, at least craft some kind of sentence that refer yeah. references how you know that person. Yeah. Even if you don't know them, even if there's no referral, if you say, look, I know you're a, you're a CEO in town and I'm trying to reach out to as many CEOs as I can. And let me tell you why, because this, hope we can connect. Yeah. It doesn't have to, you don't have to cite a, a common friend or acquaintance. You just have to give them a reason. And 80% of the LinkedIn invitations I get from non-podcast listeners yeah. is that way. Podcast listeners are very good about it. Very, very good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but for the, yeah, just strictly for the invitation things. And, you know, I sort of go back and forth on this. As long as I do a little due diligence, which I check the person out, I say, okay, this person's a normal person. They're probably not going to stalk me or show up or throw things through my window. Then I go ahead and accept because I do believe that the tribe that you build on LinkedIn is going to be your number one asset yeah. going forward. So I'm very, very into that. At the same time, it's not a free for all. You have to be uh, careful and picky. And, and even to your point, we had a, had a we had a really great podcast listener who sent me an invitation, didn't have a note. So I just sent a real quick note back to say, hey, thanks for the invite. Remind me how we're connected. Yeah, yeah. And then he wrote a beautiful note back. Hey, yeah. I'm an avid podcast listener. Love your stuff. I'm in Grand Rapids. Boom, boom, boom. Yep. Wonderful. I said, great. Next time I'm in Grand Rapids, maybe I'll go try to see him. Yeah, yeah. So That's uh, perfect. Yeah. That's really, really good. Yeah, just cite, cite, give us give us something. Give a sentence or two that uh, helps people because then it becomes easier to accept. Yes, and I will say I saw someone speak from LinkedIn, from LinkedIn corporate, and he did say the most underutilized tool in LinkedIn is the um, request an introduction button. And that is where I see that you're linked to somebody else and I want to meet them. And there's an actual mechanized way to do that where I say request an introduction to that person through you. And it's and a default. It's, it's a, a default. default yeah. It'll, can it'll, I change it or uh, not? Yeah, you can. I don't, the, the uh, email itself, I don't think is a default. I think you have to write the email. Oh, okay, good. It's just the, me- the mechanism of it's, it's, you can follow it through and track it. So it doesn't just like go into purgatory somewhere. Okay. You can actually see, you know, you've requested this and such and such has requested a link to here. And I think it makes it easy on them to do the introduction. Yeah, good. That's so, good. Good to know. Anyway. All right. So uh, keep the uh, LinkedIn conversations going. If you have a question or if you have a certain situation, a, a problem client, obviously don't use their name. Just pop it up on LinkedIn. <laughs> a lot of people offer really good advice there. I'm going to put all my problem clients on LinkedIn. Put all the problems. Just name all, them, man. All just of name them. them. All my Forget clients. the initials. They're just go with problems, full names. You guys, you clients. Yeah. Okay. Uh, don't forget Brian's deal in uh, London yep. coming up on March 12th. March, is it March Yeah, 12th? March 12th. Is that what I said? Sofitel, 6 p.m. March 12th, 6 p.m. Greenwich yeah. Mean Time. I'll no, be, it's London time. Greenwich Mean I don't know what that is. I don't either. It sounds it's, fancy. It's, I think it's out in the middle of the ocean, so nobody technically is on <laughs> Greenwich Mean Time. But. All right. All right, see you next time. Bye.